0: Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm
1: Grumpy. Together with Lippy and Grumpy do podcasting.
0: In this episode, Zoom Queen Jackie Weaver, a dodgy auto trader advert, Zippo Lighters, and a pizza vending machine. Now Lippy. Hello, hello.
1: Hello. We <laughs> got a bit of feedback after the WD40 top tip last week.
0: check you out
1: yeah screaming Tomato said why don't you use vaseline instead oh and actually he's got a very good point but i didn't have any vaseline to hand whereas i had a handy can of wd-40 on the shelf at the office yes which is very close to the bathroom
0: Mm. most households though probably would be the other way around they were more likely to have vaseline closer than
1: well possibly possibly i'm not sure we've got any in the house to be honest apart from a really little tub in my toolbox <laughs> for just greasing battery terminals on cars <laughs> Delightful. so it's got a bit of car gunk in there so it's not i wouldn't put that on if, uh, your skin no, no definitely right. not I don't know where that's been and orange Marshall too got in contact to say that he wished he'd heard the top tip the week before mm. as he managed to take a massive chunk out of his face with the razor. He's had a bit of a accident prone run, has poor old Orange Marshall oh. too. What with his foot and now yeah. with a deformed face? <laughs> so So yeah, so anyway, so for the next time you do it, because you will do it again, because we're men and we do that sort of thing, then um We yes, do you know
0: it too, to do. you know.
1: Yeah, but not to your face.
0: Normally to our ankles.
1: Yeah, there must be a better way.
0: Just don't shave, just get super hairy.
1: Or have legs like mine that have no hair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honest, I wish I'd got those genetically, but no.
1: No, I have evolved. I no longer need body hair. <laughs> yeah.
0: Streamline.
1: Talking of which, I've got a, uh, a date with the barbers tomorrow lunchtime.
0: Ah.
1: Uh, they tried to explain over the phone what Wife a Grumpy ha- had done some ha- months ago. it. Oh dear, <laughs> we'll see what we can do, sir. Funny. Uh, also following on from last week, when I was doing the notes for last week's show... I looked at the dinosaurs and the two brains topic Mm. and I found an article in the Smithsonian Magazine, so I assume it's probably correct, that the double dinosaur brain actually was a myth. Oh. Davros did say second brain or nerve cluster, so he covered himself very well there. (laughs) But it's it's quite a highbrow article. I'm not going to read it out here. Um, But it's saying that it, the dinosaurs didn't have butt brains, which is the the phrase they use
0: for a second brain as a butt brain. Well, I, see, <laughs> I like spaces. that. It's your head oh. brain and your butt brain.
1: So I'll add a link to it if you want to have a bit of a mm. read up. It is apart from the use of the word butt brain, it is quite uh, quite in detail. Yes. So Not not one to be.
0: Part not one to read if you're dyslexic.
1: Uh, no, I think you could probably read it if you're dyslexic, but yeah. just if you are likely to fall asleep, then uh, maybe that's not the one for you. And I also mentioned a metal sheet at Dunsfold last week, and I looked it up into a bit more detail. I was hoping to find a photo of it that I could put on the, mm. uh, the web page for last week, and, and failed miserably. I and mean, You can see it on Google Earth. Um, and I, I got as far as bearing into a book on Harrier Jump Jet development, uh, which looks like it's got a one picture with that on there. And if my reading's right, then there was some sort of uh, exhaust system, so it would, it would take the exhaust gases away, mm. so they could test it. And it looks like they've just covered over the whole thing with a big sheet of metal. But a friend of mine is is quite an authority on all things Don's Falls. So I was hoping to bump into him at the weekend and didn't, so I'll have to uh, tap him up for some bit more information just on that. Text him. Uh, I could do, but it's worthy of a face to face discussion with a pint of beer. I think.
0: Ah. Uh. Any excuse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, any excuse.
1: So, uh, yeah, so if you have a look on Google Earth, you can see it at the west end of the runway. It's uh, a big sort of rusty-looking thing. Mm, Big plate. Mm. We've had our usual missive from Davros, and he's talking about gnomes for hire again. You can see the gnome sector diversifying into specialisations, wheelbarrow, shovel umbrella, toilet-bound holding nose. Not quite sure what that means. But um, yes, we'll leave that there. But many possibilities. So all action gnomes, maybe that is the way to go forward. And talking of smart seagulls, which I think we did talk about last week. Yes. can't remember how. uh, Davos favours the use of nature against nature. Install a large bird of prey to frighten the pests (laughs) off. Well, that, that will do it. That will definitely do it. Or, an owl. Uh, or the alka seltzer are inside a piece of bread trick which doesn't sound like nature versus nature that, no. that and he also mentions that um, a number of our mutual friends are at war with the gray squirrel population mm. uh, when we first moved into this house or oh, 20 or oh, coming off 25 years ago yeah we had uh, serious yes your age and a little bit we had a infestation of gray squirrels in the loft and they were getting in through the yeah the, through the barge balls, which were quite rotten, which we knew about. We had that done quite quickly, but they also seemed to be able to get th- down the walls through the gap by eating the insulation, <laughs> running across the uh, well ceiling of downstairs, and then appearing in the kitchen, having eaten their way uh, around the output pipe from the dishwasher. But terrace. new barge balls put paid to that. <laughs> Unfortunately, they seem to be using their loft as a toilet. Which apparently, is quite common. They'll have a living mm-hmm. loft and a toilet loft, and as unfortunate as the toilet loft, but yes. Yeah, so I understand the war against the grey squirrel quite well. Yes. So last week, Lippy, you seemed to manage to lose all of our program notes.
0: <laughs> I don't just even I, know thought... how I did it. To be honest with you, I just um, I have the Evernote on my phone, and I typed something in, and it obviously hadn't loaded. So then, when I opened it up on my laptop it kicked in from my last load and deleted everything and just uploaded what I had. We had one topic.
1: Yes, it shouldn't really do that, but um, I I understand synchronisation issues like that. But fortunately, I had paid a little bit more and we had the undo option, so we were able to retrieve the notes. So for this week, you keep phoning me and asking me to put things on the list. (laughs) I'm not your secretary.
0: I don't want to ruin the... uh... Their notes or use it you know? properly well use it correctly i don't i thought i did on my phone it's do you know and i don't have the time to open my laptop and type it in and to be honest one of them i was driving and i used my hands free because i was like if i get home i'm gonna completely forget and do you know what the ironic thing yeah. is i've forgotten completely forgotten what the actual thing was uh, i can than, remind you other than I the can... line <laughs>
1: So, well, let's start through your list. Let's start with the Brit Awards.
0: Yes. So, oh yeah, so I I quite like the Brit Awards. It's normally quite a short one. And Jack Whitehall's the host, you know, and he's just absolutely hysterical. I love Jack Whitehall. Um, but they start, they did the opening of the Brit Awards with him and the two people from Line of Duty arguing about something. And then they got Jackie Weaver on. <laughs> And they had Jackie Weaver on the opening of the Brit Awards and she um, evicted Jack Whitehall from the Zoom meeting.
1: And he's there <laughs> going, you
0: have no authority here, Jackie <laughs> Weaver. It was very funny. I I highly enjoyed it.
1: There was a lovely article in one of the papers, I can't remember which one last week, about Jackie Weaver and her, her rise to fame, really. Mm. And how the two very unpleasant protagonists have just well, dropped off the council And seem to have disappeared out of sight. That's how it should be. It should be. So good wins over evil.
0: Yes.
1: And interestingly, Jackie Weaver now has a podcast called Jackie Weaver Has the Authority.
0: (laughs) Because it's her podcast.
1: (laughs) It's her podcast. Uh, She's described as Zoom Queen, which is quite something. Mm. And um, uh, we'll be joined by a famous friend and answer all of your big unanswered questions like a couple of agony aunts. So that will be interesting to have a little listen to. I think that's only just come out. Oh, May the 18th. So today, oh. as we're recording, or several days ago if you're listening to this on a Friday. And actually, the first two are Jeremy Vine
0: Big and people. the Reverend
1: Kate Botley. Yeah.
0: Impressive.
1: I think the thing about Jeremy Vine, because he's worked at the BBC for so long and is technically self employed. Mm. He's got into a little bit of trouble, which is why he's doing a daytime programme and various other bits, just to show that he's not solely employed by the BBC. Yes. So I think there's slightly ulterior motive going on there.
0: Possibly, yes.
1: So, was the rest of the Brits good? I, yeah, I it was. saw none of this as well. Well, it was
0: one of the test events for Covid. Of course, Larry.
1: yes, yeah.
0: Um, and the nice bit about it was it was all key workers and frontline workers that were in the audience. Um, So they were having a great time by the looks of it, all drinking and all sat next to each other with no masks on.
1: Well, let's hope they don't all go off sick in about a week's time. Well,
0: they all have to have a negative COVID test on arrival and then they get tested a few days after to see if, even with negative tests, if anyone comes out with COVID. But um, it was only 4,000 out of London. That's not, I feel like there's a lot of key workers in London. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, percentage wise. If you think yeah. about it, I think it's like all sorts. It was NHS, shop staff, oh. delivery people. Like, it wasn't just frontline. It was, they are frontline, kind of, aren't they? Anyway, yeah, and then um, Lewis Capaldi gave a speech that actually pretty much the whole thing was bleeped out. Oh,
1: jolly good. <laughs>
0: right. Which was, I had to watch the actual thing on YouTube. And he was presenting best British album of the year, um, for which he's obviously a solo artist and didn't release an album, so he slipped that comment in as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. It
0: was funny. It was, very, it was very good. It's good for British music, I think, for the Brits.
1: I think so. I, I don't think I've seen it since the disastrous year they had Mick Fleetwood and Sam Fox present it. Oh. And that was way, way before your time. I think that might have been or oh, second or third one, very early. I on. think
0: this is Jack um, Whitehall's like fourth or fifth year yeah, doing it. Well,
1: he's very good at that sort of thing. Mm. Um, needless to say Mitt Fleetwood and Sam Fox words. No,
0: he's very good at being funny without being rude as well. I think towards the, he likes to joke around with this this artists. At one point, there was there is it, I don't. It depends who you are listening to. This There's a band called Little Mix, which is three women. Two of which just announced they're pregnant. So Jack Whitehall went over to the table and said, "Oh, I've got a question here to ask. What you've been doing in lockdown? But I don't think we need that answering."
1: <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good.
0: So yeah, it was very. I've I very much enjoyed it. Good. Well, I
1: I have a bit of a question. Yes. Having watched the series called Next on Disney. Mm. Which is very good. I quite enjoyed that. And I think it's only one series, which I think is very sensible. So the premise of the series is some sort of rogue artificial intelligence taking over the planet. Mm. And then there's a scene towards the end where the people that are trying to eradicate this, who've had all this computer equipment in this bizarre warehouse, decide to torture it. So they have a can of petrol lying around, as you do. So it goes over all the equipment. And then the main character, who... In nine programs Has not smoked a single cigarette Has a Zippo lighter (laughs) And it got me thinking Whenever there's an arson scene There's always a Zippo lighter Involved and I assume it's because They don't blow out when you throw it into Mm. the petrol Whereas if you threw a match in there It probably would extinguish before it got to the, the, the fuel So I understand why you'd use a Zippo lighter But why do these people all have Zippo lighters When they don't smoke
0: Was it a last minute decision to... I
1: can't remember the exact reason. I think it was so that the artificial intelligence or the people that were working for the artificial intelligence couldn't then work out what they've done. Uh, But quite frankly, the the place was in such a mess they've never worked it out. There was bits of kit all over the place.
0: Yeah, that doesn't really make sense, does it, for him to just have one on him for no reason? No,
1: no, it doesn't, no. And I, I sort of got to the feeling that I thought, maybe I ought to have a Zippo lighter. <laughs> just in case I had to set
0: light to just something. Just in case you want to burn something down.
1: <laughs> I only know one person that had a Zippo lighter, and he did smoke. This was back in the 80s. And it was back when you could smoke in offices. Mm. And he decided... Oh, it's also back when he used to go to the pub at lunchtime, so he got back from the pub. Decided he was gonna refill his lighter with petrol essentially. And then uh, struck it and the desk went up and he sat there. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Slightly bemused by the petrol, which just sort of burnt out and then unfortunately the plastic on the top of the desk then started to go. So, yes, that was quite interesting. But he's the only person I know that, um, that had a Zippo That's a good lighter. reason
0: not to just randomly carry a Zippo lighter.
1: Well, I don't think it's carrying the lighter that's the problem. I think it's randomly refilling it <laughs> in appropriate places.
0: True. So, one of the
1: topics you phoned me about was a questionable auto trainer advert. And I know nothing about what you're going to say <laughs> now.
0: So, I was driving home and... I can't oh it was quite late I think. So I don't listen to Radio One after like five o'clock because the music's too much for me. I can't handle it. So I put on I it was either I think it was Eagle, but it's not called Eagle Radio anymore. It's like greatest hits.
1: Yes, it's changed hands. Anyway, it's it was
0: not, it was a radio station that um has adverts. So I was listening to some adverts and one for Auto Trader came on, which I didn't know it was Auto Trader until the end. It's very on the edge for considering it was probably only like five o'clock, six o'clock in the evening. And um, it's an advert about a couple wanting to add another set of keys to their bowl. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And then saying it, going down that line a little bit and then saying how they looked on also Trader Noir's in the car like, sorry, what?
1: That is a bit weird.
0: It's a bit on the edge, isn't it? And I'm almost certain. If you Google it, it's called Auto Trader Swingers advert.
1: <laughs> well, let's have a look, shall we? Yes, it's on Vimeo. Yeah, I'll put a link. That is very strange, I have to say.
0: It just took me very much by surprise, and I thought, oh.
1: I used to live in East Grinstead, which was renowned for that sort of activity. <laughs> apparently, the squash club in particular.
0: <laughs> the so they'd your, appreciate it. Mixing your it. keys in the bowl. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, very strange. Very odd. Well, that was worth a phone call, I think.
0: Because, Definitely.
1: Uh, it'd be interesting to have been in the meeting when they came up with that idea.
0: Yeah, and thought it was funny enough to, or appropriate. A bit, a bit weird. I suppose
1: it will appeal to some people and maybe that's that's where they're going with it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's appealed to, I thought it was hilarious. So it appealed to me in that sense.
1: Mm. Obviously not in the other sense. Yes, moving swiftly on. Yeah. I had another thought whilst watching one of my favourite films, which is Hot Fuzz. Mm. And there's the scene where they're watching the movies on the settee. Yes. And it's I think it's Bad Boys 2 and Point Break, I think. Is that the one where
0: they shoot in the air? Yeah.
1: Yes. Now, it's a shooting in the air that got me. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, if you shoot in the air, the bullet goes up, it's got to come down again. And... If you fired straight up in the air, would it come down and hit you?
0: I mean, I don't think it wouldn't hit you with as much force as it would if it was coming out of a gun. D-
1: that is correct. Yes,
0: I don't think it, it would was, impale you. I don't think it would. But uh, well that's high that's for
1: interesting that. because then there's the I read a whole load of articles about the speed of a bullet or how fast it needs to be going to break the skin, mm. and it seems that it's going too slow because basically, if it goes straight up. Then it will get up as far as it will go, run right out of steam, and then it will turn and it'll come back down again. And then it's purely Gravity. under its under gravitational yeah. force. Yep. So the, this terminal velocity is generally not hard enough or fast like enough to break skin. a
0: coin. But
1: with a bit yeah. More force. Well, there there used to be this theory that if you flipped a coin from the top of the what's well, now the BT Tower and it landed on somebody's head, it would kill them.
0: Oh yeah, I I've heard that. Uh, same same sort as the of Eiffel then, Tower, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, almost certainly. Which has always worried me out there, that people had selfie sticks and they were putting mm. their phones out over the edge that they're going to drop it. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Because if a bullet reaching terminal velocity won't penetrate skin, how's a coin going to... So there, there's a bit of a mismatch there, something not yeah. quite right. And there was an article saying people do have died from bullets coming back down again. Interesting. But then there was another one that said, if you don't fire directly upwards then the bullet will come down again, but it will actually come down faster because it's part of its trajectory.
0: Ah, uh, because it'll come like more so arcs. It,
1: yeah. So it doesn't actually come to a rest and then come back down again.
0: Interesting.
1: It was, but by the time I'd finished that, it was so late. I was so <laughs> tired. What on earth? That was half an hour. That was... And sometimes that's why I hate the internet,
0: You just go down one rabbit hole after the other, after uh, the other.
1: Well, this was only one rabbit hole, really, just (laughs) with obviously a couple of deviations. Which reminds me of a conversation wife and Grumpy and I had in bed one night many years ago about the lottery. (laughs) And whether it was better to do two lines on a Saturday or one line on a Saturday and one line on a Wednesday.
0: I don't think it makes a difference, does it?
1: It does. It makes a very, very small difference you're better off doing two two on,
0: on one day. day. For sure. Yeah,
1: because assuming they're different sets of numbers, you'd be daft if they weren't. Then for the first line, it's one in something like 12 million. And then for the second line, it's one in 12 million minus one because you've eliminated a set of numbers. Oh, okay. So it's very, very minutely. Better. But that was in the days where you had dial-up. So I had to get up, turn the computer on, dial up, (laughs) look it up. Yeah, basically. Could you even Google it? Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been Google. It would have been Ask Jeeves or something (laughs) along those lines. Very annoying, the internet at times. Mm. But it does provide a plethora of answers. Not always right. So next on your list of um, staff requests was puppy's genius moving tip stroke idea. Well, that's
0: going to be my top tip. Oh, okay. Yeah, we
1: didn't tell me that.
0: Oh, I did. I sent it in the message after. Oh, I must. Have but asked. I auto-corrected I have to puppies from Lippy.
1: <laughs> ah, so it's Lippy's juniors it's to... oh, it no, I think I know what this is.
0: <laughs> You do know what this
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> I do know what this is. <laughs> so we'll this save is,
0: that till the end. This is
1: going to take a while, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but talking of moving,
1: yes, please do.
0: We may have a date by the end of the week. To actually complete, which is super exciting. If, maybe on Monday, let's go Monday next week. Yeah, go Monday. So we're super duper excited now. We've just got one form that's on its way to us that needs signing to be sent back. And then that's everything done. But to get this form has just been... (laughs) Like, I know it's rude to call people stupid.
1: It is very rude.
0: But some people just are. They're either stupid or... They do not give a rat's bottom about how much work they do, or like well, actually there are, supplying. No, there are other things. They may
1: be overworked. They may have, have personal issues that are taking up a lot of their brain time. Mm. They okay. may not like their job. True. They may not like the people they're working for. There's all sorts of. There
0: reasons. is, but this is just. I think. Oh, honestly, it's just got. Us, it's just wound us both up every time because. We had to wait two weeks anyway to get our um, inquiry through that should have gone through in March when we first inquired. Um, We thought it had and we thought it was running along at the same time, but turns out it hadn't even gone through. And then uh, so we needed to get the bank to send the remortgage offer to them. And with our new mortgage... They had uh, the bank hadn't sent it through, and I was on the phone to her about something else, and she said, "Oh, while well, I've got you, do you know when you're expecting?" It? And I was like, "Oh, I've already got it." And she was like, "Oh, that's not good. They should have sent one to us as well." And I was like, "Oh," and she just said, "Give me the account number. I'll give them a call now, and I'll get them to fax it to me, and I'll let you know once I've spoken to them and that it's on its way." So I gave her the account number. Within 24 hours, I had a message from her saying, "All sorted. We've got it now. They faxed it through." um, I'll send out the next stage stuff to you. Super duper easy with the remortgage company.
1: Oh dear. (laughs) We,
0: we told them, oh, we've got the mortgage offer. So like, you just need to ask the bank for it. We told our mortgage advisor, can you let them know to send a, a copy to them? Which he did for some reason. I don't know if it was our mortgage advisor that was the one that started it, but we hadn't heard anything from him because he had gone on holiday, which we knew about, which was fine. We hadn't heard anything back from the solicitors to say they had got it, and it had been like 24 hours, and we thought, well, if they're just emailing it or faxing it over, they should have it by now. So she came back to us saying that... There was something wrong with the number and that she couldn't get through or that she got through, but they wouldn't accept the phone number she was on, which doesn't make sense. So Chris was like, oh, that's fine. I'll call them. And so he rang the mortgage company and was like, we're just waiting for you to send the offer to our solicitors. Like, has it been sent yet? And the lady on the phone was apparently like, well, we're not really meant to be talking to you. Like, it's either your advisor or your solicitors that we deal with it's not the client directly um she's like but it's fine i can let you know that we posted it yesterday so it's in the post and we were like mm. okay fine so that was wednesday it got posted still nothing by friday so we kind of messaged them in, like can you call them and just ask them to fax it over to you or email it over to you so that it's done because we they needed that before they could send out our final paperwork which they didn't do they didn't ring them they said it had they hadn't received it yet so they should they were expecting it on monday they still didn't have it Monday. And we and then they emailed us saying, oh, well, um, if you could give them a call and ask them to email it to us so it's quicker. And we were both sat there like, why didn't you ask for it to be emailed in the first place? Like, surely that saved Thursday, Friday and Monday just sat waiting for the post to come when they could have emailed it to you. So we were just a bit gobsmacked. So...
1: What I'm very worried about is if you're going to be moving in three weeks, we've got to find something to fill the 10-minute rant that you have every three podcast. Week. for. The...
0: It'll be about no. decorating.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's oh, yeah, we'll be, be able, able to fill it. And then it'll be Don't about worry, trying to know. build
0: a bathroom, pulling down a ceiling and refitting yeah. a ceiling.
1: I need to put a bit of a cap on it.
0: We, we can have a renovation segment
1: <laughs> I think that's a whole new podcast
0: I think that will be because I feel like that's going to be stressful but
1: good job on my pajama bottoms though yeah very pleased with those I have been wearing them this week and they are standing up magnificently
0: I'm, I'm, not, a bad sewer. I'm not a bad sewer no
1: I was very impressed with that you would you wouldn't know there'd been a massive hole there mm. very good indeed
0: and the curtain in the bathroom
1: uh not
0: noticed <laughs> not noticed that I sewed there. those as well yeah.
1: No, no, I know there was some sewing going on, but oh. uh, no idea. Changing the subject quite dramatically, yes, I watched Have I Got News for You on Friday, which I haven't seen for a very long time. And in the oh, I can't remember which round it was, somebody mentioned about a 24 hour pizza machine. Oh, I like that. I did a bit of research, yeah, did a bit of research, and Rome, of all places, has got the first 24 hour pizza baking machine
0: well that makes sense
1: so in it, it, it does and it doesn't it does because the italians eat quite a lot of pizza
0: it doesn't because they normally like their pizza quite specific
1: well you'd think they'd sort of show you know that we've done a couple of trips to italy and the, and the food there is just superb and they take a lot of pride in how they produce it and and present it what have you and to have one of their staple dishes being dispensed from a vending machine does seem a lot anyway so started operating on the 6th of april in rome and it dishes out a freshly baked pizza in three minutes and apparently there's a little window so you can see the dough being mixed up and then presumably the the toppings put on but when you look at these other uh, we've been looking at pizza ovens and actually stuff does cook in there phenomenally quickly Mm. It so three minutes isn't uh, isn't unreasonable.
0: No, if it's already nice and hot.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, I assume so, yeah. So the Mr. Go Pizza machine, as it's called, so we we'll then dispense the pizza in a box with cutlery.
0: That's amazing.
1: For six euros. What? I know.
0: How much is the actual machine to buy? I want that. Well, to be honest,
1: you'd be better off just buying a portable pizza oven which are not cheap, yeah, But actually. I
0: don't want to make it. I want the machine to make it.
1: Yeah, well, you've got to put stuff in it. I would imagine it's very expensive.
0: Mm. I need to go to Rome then. I want to try it out. Go back to Rome. Whereabouts is it placed?
1: Uh, what do you got? The full address?
0: Is it at the Colosseum?
1: It's... Uh, no, it's on Via Catana. <laughs> close to Piazza Bologna.
0: Is it a big square?
1: What, the pizza? No, the- <laughs> Oh, the piazza. Yeah. I think they I think generally piazzas are square. Mm. Uh, but I'm basing that on the uh, the Italian job think film. I've been there. Without having a discussion about it. You think you've been there? Mm. When did you go to Rome?
0: Uh the October of twenty eighteen. Oh. My friend broke up with her boyfriend and it was a birthday trip for him, so I oh, went instead. Yes. yes. <laughs> Free trip to Rome. I'm quite yes, good at blagging myself a free holiday. My other friend broke up with his girlfriend and I went with him <laughs> to somewhere in Italy. It's sort of on the
1: outskirts. It's the northeast area of Rome. Hmm. So we did the Italian job two years ago and drove well. Drove as far as Naples, actually. So we stopped off in Rome for a couple of days and we did a, an on-foot tour of the city hmm. rather than or minis unfortunately when we came in it's uh, quite a, it was quite a long drive from where we were staying down to rome so it was quite late and we were a little bit late for joining the procession so they do a police escort through rome which is is worth the entry fee just on its own uh, so we, we were pushing it a bit and so we we're with two other cars and we got separated at traffic lights because the traffic's horrendous and I was map reading, and I think I missed the turning. So we turned up this road, and there were some gentlemen in dark suits shaking their heads at us as three quite rorty classic minis uh, because we picked up two behind us somehow and mm. um, went up this road. And suddenly we were on St. Mark's Square. St. Peter's. St. Mark's St. Peter's, St. Peter's. St. Peter's Square, right by the Vatican. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, St. Mark's would have been... And there's lots of... They were... Getting daggers by this point, uh, yeah. Um, that's so we the just Pope's carried on.
0: House, you're driving around.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's his country as well, or principality. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we, we oh, yes, we, we very quickly drove past there, and um yes, carried on, and eventually ended up at the uh, the beating point. Yeah, <laughs> that that's you slightly get embarrassing.
0: The tyre shot out.
1: <laughs> well, interestingly, there was a number of our um, party got a ticket from the police. Because they were driving through red lights, because the police were stopping the traffic, and we were driving through red lights. Oh, so that's oh part God. of the part of the police escort.
0: Oh, surely then that, they couldn't have actually charged them for that.
1: Well, they they had a good go. Hmm. Uh, but the organisers—it's a mother and son, and they're both Italian. And I know Freddie was born in the UK,
0: and
1: um, Julia is is quite. Uh, quite a formidable character. Yeah. So you you pass it to her and she sorts it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in uh, typical Italian style, with lots of arm waving and shouting. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So I'm surprised we didn't get anything from our little excursion.
0: Yeah. through the, the Vatican. <laughs> I've sat there and walked there, but I can't say I've driven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, we didn't get any pictures, which maybe is quite a good thing.
0: Mm. Didn't want to stop long enough.
1: No. Anyway, I quite look forward to a pizza machine appearing here if it's that good.
0: Mm. Oh, I do like so a good well, pizza, good oven.
1: Yeah, like wood oven. Yes, there's, pizza. A, there's a van near us that does them on a Friday and Saturday night, and they really are very, very good. No, they're very simple in terms of ingredients, but really tasty.
0: I've gone off fancy, like not fancy pizzas, but like pizzas with lots of stuff on, like yeah. I had a margarita pizza on Sunday night. Plain old margaritas, one of my favorites. Gets so much cheese on it. Love cheese.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just a carrier for cheese really. Yeah. Isn't it? Anyway, we know you've got a top tip.
0: Yes, I it's do. It's a puppy top tip. It's a it's a lippy top tip. So, from my brain, obviously, thinking about packing, starting to move stuff and want to make that as easy as possible, so My top tip is to buy coloured tape and each colour reflects a room so that you know, like, yellow goes in the kitchen, green goes upstairs, and put those on your boxes.
1: You know exactly what I think about this top tip. So why not use a colour marker?
0: Because it takes longer to find the writing than it does to see the tape.
1: No, you could do a colour marker, like a highlighter pen, just a line on...
0: You I mean, then you have to colour the whole box to be able well, to see can it. Well, you going to colour the
1: whole box. One line on the top and one line on each of the sides.
0: You'll be thankful once you you see it and you... Oh, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight half the boxes and you can move those ones and the other half I'll tape and I'll move okay. the taped ones. We'll see who does it quicker.
1: You've only got three rooms. Ah, no, but you have to include the marking up in the first place because that's where I think you win with the marker much quicker to mark it up and tape it because you've got to tape in two directions why well what if the box is on top and you've only got a plain side out
0: oh yeah didn't think about that
1: no and uh, there's no way you've bought enough tape that insulated tape is quite thick
0: oh is it
1: many yeah yeah, you don't get many meters and it's not particularly sticky either
0: we have more than three rooms as well by the way
1: you told me there's only three colours required.
0: I did, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. No, there is only three. There, to be honest, there is only three rooms where the boxes are going. Because... Well, that's... that's Actually, there's that's only relevant. two rooms, really, the boxes are going. Kitchen and upstairs, into the third room.
1: You've over-engineered for a problem that really doesn't
0: exist. I was really excited about it and thought it was a great well, idea, okay? It's,
1: it's, it's not. And what, what if the movers are colourblind?
0: Well, you're... We're not hiring movers. Are you blind? Yes, actually, you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. If it's red and green, uh, blue and green rather, there might be a bit of a
0: problem. We won't use the blue one then. We'll go blue, red and yellow. <laughs> well, it'd be interesting
1: if listeners have experience of marking up boxes other than right in the room where they're going on the top.
0: But I feel like you'd you have to find to that them. then, don't you? Oh, I... Pass the boxes. like, what if someone passed you a box upside down? What are you going to do then?
1: Turn it the right way up because it shouldn't have been upside down anyway. Hear all the contents drop back again, breaking <laughs> as they go, and then say, "Do you want this straight in the bin?" Yeah, true, true. You do realise I'm going to ask every time I pick up a box. No. i am making
0: you am making you a. Col- I'm making you a colour card. well I might have tapped glasses. And off. it's going to have a lanyard who can go round your neck, and then all you have to do is pick it up and look. Just right on the box. Nope. it Doing I mean, my colour tape.
1: All you've got to put is one letter. If there's a, if it's either this room or that room, all you've got to do is put one letter on it. Or a symbol.
0: But anyway,
1: ahead? moving on. <laughs> moving on. I've got a fun fact.
0: Have you?
1: Nothing to do with moving. That's good. Hurrah. The world's shortest commercial plane journey is only 53 seconds long. Yes, that's right. What? 53 seconds. But what? What? Now, Yep, fifty three seconds. Known as the Logan Air Westray to Papa Westray route. The passenger plane flies between the two Orkney Islands, Westray and Papa Westray, in Scotland. The flight covers a total distance of one point seven miles.
0: Why wouldn't you just drive I it? I
1: think it's the one where they land on the beach, so they could only do it at low tide.
0: Uh is that not a boat?
1: Well, there possibly is a boat, but there's also a plane.
0: Crazy. And,
1: uh, if memory serves me right, it's a twin otter, which a friend of mine who used to be a commercial pilot always refers to as a twotter. Twatter.
0: That kind of seems like a pointless plane journey to me.
1: <laughs> well, presumably it's not, otherwise they wouldn't run it.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd assume there's no other way of getting to the other island.
1: Well, as you say, possibly a boat, but um, uh, maybe it's one of those things that has been inherited from different airline firms mm. over the years.
0: Interesting. That is a fun fact. It is a fun fact. It'd be interesting how much it
1: is. I might do a bit of research. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
0: You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform.
1: If you're not sure how to leave a review or if you download from Spotify there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review.
0: And if you would like to get in touch email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk
1: So it's goodbye from me
0: and goodbye from him. Goodbye!